Uh, let's bring Carly in, the senior commodity strategist and broker at DCarly Trading. Carly, last time on, first of all, welcome for joining us. Last time on, I think it was uh, back at the end of October, you called for lower lows, lower highs in crude. You talked about how we needed to get above and close above 92, 93, I think it was you said. We didn't, and if not, due to some seasonal factors and other underlying fundamentals, we'd see 60 possibly by early next year, uh, you think. Does the China narrative, the protests, this zero COVID policy and some of the demand concerns at Spike seal the deal? Well, I think that's definitely playing a big part. I mean, uh, in the reality, the Chinese uh, demand situation is probably only taking six to 700,000 barrels off the market. I mean, there's debate uh, on that. But with that said, it's not as big of a deal uh, supply demand wise as it is maybe uh, psychological wise. It's really taken a lot of the froth and a lot of the animal spirits out of the markets. And so I think that's why we're getting some selling out. There's also a couple things that go on. Uh, from Thanksgiving to roughly the first week in December, it, usually we see a lot of volatility in oil, just like we're seeing now. And there's a few reasons for that. The December contracts coming off the board, the uh, market is generally very illiquid because of the holidays. People are doing other things, uh, as they should be. And also, there's generally an OPEC meeting during this time, which is exactly what we've got coming up next week. So there's a lot of things that are going on in a small amount of time with thin markets and chaos happens. Um, that said, we're almost exactly where we were a year ago. Uh, well, let, let me actually take that back. A year ago, we were in the, we bottomed out in the low 60s. Now we're in the low, maybe bottoming out in the low 70s. I've been bearish oil for a long time, but I think we're getting to a point where, um, you know, despite my target of 60, 65, we're starting in, into a place where we can really see a nice bounce here for the next at least couple of months. And that's because seasonally crude oil tends to bottom out after we get past first notice day of December, the OPEC meeting, that sort of thing. So late November, early December, are generally a time to be looking for a buy in oil. That said, it's gonna be extremely volatile. So Conservative traders should look to only buy the big dips and maybe even keep it with the micros. Uh, uh, you know, I remember you were talking about uh, calling for that lower level, but ultimately being a longer term bull uh, uh, to your point there. And possibly we are starting to see a little bit of a bottom play out here. We saw the Brent down to 80. 80. Um, in terms of this, uh, uh, talk to us uh, as far as inventories and how, well, you mentioned OPEC. This has added to some of the uh, uh, volatility we've seen over the last week or so because there's been talk about OPEC production cuts ultimately coming into play. Do you think that's what we hear on the December 4th meeting? OPEC has had a pattern this year of shock and awe, and I think we'll probably get that. So I wouldn't be shocked to hear something like a uh, production cut of a million barrels somewhere in that ballpark, which is probably overshooting it. But the reality is OPEC's generally um, better at talking the market as opposed to actually uh, following through. And what I mean by that is that they can cut they can cut production, but that doesn't necessarily mean that all of their members are going to comply. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's a it's a long term thing. But in the short run, I do think that obviously we're getting a boost now. And I'm still not convinced we don't get one more big sell off in oil just because it'd be way too easy to to turn bullish as OPEC starts uh, making headlines. Talk to us a little bit about the dollar and what you're seeing there, because, again, you mentioned a while ago you didn't expect it to be as major, as big of a factor into the end of the year as it had been throughout most of this year. Is that still the case, Carly? 
Yeah, so the dollar's sitting right on a major pivot area in my view. 106 is the number I'm looking for. If we can get a weekly close below 106, I think that we get some follow through into the high 90s. I'm thinking maybe 96, 97, somewhere in there. And that would be a really big factor in some of the other commodities, particularly the grains. Okay. Um, I do think at some point it will start to give crude oil some support, maybe sometime in the next couple of weeks, but that's going to be tricky. Uh, the markets that will probably benefit the most are going to be the metals, gold, silver, and copper. Carly, what do you make of this divergence? I, I mentioned right before I brought you on how you've got WTI, you've got the Brent taking out the September lows, but heating oil, uh, a diesel, not necessarily participating to the downside. So, I mean, if you're talking about inflation, if you're talking about trucks ultimately and uh, some of the costs associated with moving some of the products around, then you haven't really seen the relief there. No, absolutely. And I think, honestly, we're seeing that in a lot of commodities, the cash prices are, are kind of sticky where the futures prices are coming down. Even in the grains, we're seeing some of that in the meats. Um, so, I mean, honestly, we're we're kind of in uncharted territory with, with all of these things. The economies yeah. aren't built for flip on, flip off kind of <laughs> scenarios, and that's what we had. And so it's going to take a long time to work all this out. I am seeing some signs of normalization in the crude oil market itself. Um, some of the the front month contracts are starting to uh, trade at the same levels as the back months, whereas up until now, we've seen the back months trading at a big discount to the front months, which is the opposite of what you would normally see. So things are flipping around here and trying to normalize. Um, it's a process. It's not something that happens overnight. You know, I, I think that's a good point here, Carly. Unprecedented circumstances that markets, uh, traders, investors are trying to make sense of right now, and uh, that doesn't that would support that the normal correlations uh, uh, could break down here during that process. Let's talk a little bit about copper. Uh, the news out of China, concerns, uh, everything else that's going on in terms of the housing here in the U.S. We'll get a look at a couple numbers. We know it slowed quite a bit. Uh, where does that put copper? It's been pretty comfortable in the range here, four dollars to. A call it 310 uh, basically since the summer. Copper, you're correct, has been trading in a range, and this is the exact opposite of what we saw a year or so ago when mm -hmm. copper was trading at a range up around the $4 mm -hmm. area. So copper's known for this, and honestly, this, in my opinion, this is probably a sign of accumulation and, and some sort of a bottoming process, just like at a year and a half ago, we were seeing copper at the upper end of the things uh, distri distributing and getting ready for a big sell-off. So I think mm -hmm. that the, the upside in copper is pretty wide open in the long run. The short run's gonna be a little hairy, uh, but seasonally copper generally peak, or I'm sorry, bottoms out in the late November, early December stage. So seasonals are supportive. And if we can get some help from the dollar, I think copper's got a chance at moving quite a bit higher here in the next several months. And again, uh, be careful of holiday markets. Things are thin. Things that we think should happen sometimes uh, end up you know, kind of melting down as, as liquidity takes over. So be careful. You don't want to make any really big bets here in the next several weeks. But as we go into the new year, I think copper is going to be something to keep an eye on. Carly, lastly, what are we watching for here in gold? Does anything stand out? Uh, again, gold will benefit from a lower dollar, assuming we're right on that. Gold's kind of stuck in a range between 1700 and 1775. I yeah. wouldn't be shocked to see it test 1700 again. Okay. Um, seasonally, we bottom out mid-December, but I'd be looking for bullish opportunities there. A break above 1800 is uber bullish. I think we go much higher if we can do that. Okay, we were making bets earlier in the office here in terms of uh, 1840 or 1700 first. So we'll see. Carly, appreciate you joining us here this Tuesday and sharing your thoughts here in terms of what's going on as far as some of the recent price activity. We're talking commodities with the senior commodity strategist and broker at D. Carly Trading. Thanks again, Carly.